Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And uh, we are ready to talk about quite a bit of soccer action. We have got, I guess, not as much soccer action today. We're going to talk about a schedule. We're going to talk calendar. Mm. Ooh, we're going to talk about dates on a calendar. But it's finally getting real. The MLS schedule has come out. The new crew schedule is out. We know a bunch of dates for a bunch of home games and away games and everything else you want to know. So we're going to get into that. And before we get to all that, Beamer, good news. World Cup qualifying. It's, yeah. it's begun. 2022 is on the horizon. And yesterday, uh, CONCACAF teams, some of the lower teams in CONCACAF, not like USA and Mexico, uh, but some of the like teams that have to play their way up to those teams level, they began their qualifying run. And in UEFA, they began qualifying as well. So the cycle has begun for 2022. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too, man, especially, uh, you know, with everything that's happened in the past year, we obviously had the Euros delayed and that gets kicked off this summer. I know which we're excited about. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of international soccer to talk about, Bona, here in this next year and a half uh, as we get prepped for Qatar 2022. But yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I really still don't understand like the CONCACAF situation and uh, like how the because they changed up the qualifying system, right? So like the U.S. automatically qualifies into like, the advanced version of the hex. Like, I don't, I don't even know like what the qualifying system is anymore, but Hey man, anytime that you've got a chance to qualify for a world cup now, and it's going to be uh, expanded teams in the next go round. So I'm excited about it, man. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. I, the way I, if I recall correctly, like the five best teams from CONCACAF are already into the hex and then there's a play in spot. So okay. that's, <laughs> so they're just like, we know that the U S and Mexico, and it's based off of, years of performance or right. who the hell it's basically based off of hey we know these teams are good we're going to put them in and it's what manchester united and real madrid want the champions yes it is like, hey, it is that get us qualified in these you know other teams that can make cinderella runs like we're going to make it extremely difficult for them to get in here's the thing it's incredibly shady but also it's shadiness that benefits me so <laughs> right <laughs> it's like how ethical do you want to be on just something that doesn't matter i mean right do it's you want to miss another world cup no no, no, I, I think no. I'll pass on that. <laughs> I, I, my ethics are still pretty much intact. But on this, it's like, well, you know what? It's just World Cup qualifying. Come on. All right. It, some of the other teams in CONCACAF try to, you know, get up there. But let's just do this. Let's let's enjoy it the way it is. And soon enough, the U.S. will be playing. I think in June is when they'll kind of, you know, them and Mexico and some of the other big teams, they'll start playing. So for now, everybody else is just trying to sort out who can join into that fifth and final or sixth and final spot. So there you go. Um, the new crew schedule is out. Yeah. And we now know all the games, which I mean, the season starts April 17th, 18th, Correct. 18th yeah. for the crew, but that weekend is when MLS's season starts. So just, just shy of three weeks away. And they finally decided to release the entire schedule. Good job, everyone. I don't know why it takes that long to have your entire schedule released. The NFL schedule is like already out. 
I mean, we already know who all the opponents are for all the teams next year. We just may not know the dates yet, but we already know who everybody's going to play. It's ridiculous that we don't have this done sooner. Is it, is it really, though, Bone? I mean, let's be honest well, it's, here. Yeah, let's, it's, let's, let's try to figure out who's in power and who's in charge with MLS. And if you really look into it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that hard of a reason to explain why it takes so long to get things done. I understand with the current situation, there's... For for MLS, they are at a it's a it's a critical time, right? They they do not want to give up any home games that they don't have to for especially teams that are struggling. You have a lot of teams. I mean, what three teams opening new stadiums this year with yeah. Cincinnati, Austin FC, and of course the Columbus Crew. So the, I understand they had some headaches to work out with. Well, when do we want to open those stadiums from a construction standpoint? How many of those games can be? in those stadiums at full capacity, depending on each of those states' rules, and all the other stuff that goes with, well, and then these teams need home games. You have all the Canadian teams playing in different locations Mm because they can't play in Canada right now. So I get there's a lot of headaches going on with all that. Your season's three weeks away, and we literally didn't know outside of the first couple games where the team was going to play when the season would end. It's ridiculous. So... I don't really know how the people, the people who are selling tickets right now for all these teams, God bless you. Because what are right. you selling? Like, you've been calling people like, hey, come watch TBA <laughs> and <laughs> more like TBA. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm it's going to be fun. It's not Tam and Gam, it's TBA. That's, mm-hmm. that's on the schedule. All right, so let's talk about what we've got here. We already knew that the home opener at Historic Crew Stadium, no longer Moffray yep. Stadium, Sunday, April 18th, against the Philadelphia Union. That Side is, nugget about that. They yeah. took down uh, Mafre off the stadium quite quickly after the season wrapped up. You know, well, not? there's a good reason for that, I think. I mean, other than just, number one, they're not paying for it. So right. now that that's over, we're not giving you free advertising. But it was also, literally like the day after or two days after they won MLS Cup. Like, it was down. Right. I mean, well, I live right off 71 here. And so whenever I'm going downtown or driving somewhere, like I told you the day after was pretty amazing because they still had the scoreboard up and it was still going. And that was amazing. And then the day after that, like the Moff- the big, like red Mafre on the South side of the stadium was gone. Yeah. Vanished. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the reason. Look who uh, sponsored him now. Last I checked the team, sure. the, the team yep. sponsor now right. on the front of the Jersey, <laughs> they happen to sell a product very similar to what Moffrey sells. That is insurance. So that's uh they wanted to make sure they know, Hey, we're not advertising compete competitive. What? That's yes. competitive people, competitors. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. I haven't done a radio show in like six days, so I don't even, I'm not even sure if I know. How yeah. To talk by the way, kudos to you. You're on vacation and you're doing this podcast. So that is some dedication, my friend. We appreciate that. That is very, Hey cool. man, you know, you just get in here, chop it up a little bit and yeah. then uh, get off. So it's yeah, all good. That's right. Um, so here's the rest of the schedule that we can run through. These are all the dates that you will have at historic crew stadium. Uh, so Sunday, April 18th, that is the home opener five 30. That's a Sunday. Uh, Saturday, May 8th, D.C. United, 1.30 in the afternoon. Again, early season game in the afternoon. I like that. That means Me hopefully it'll be nice and warm and, you know, good chance of, you know, nice weather for that game. So that's that's two home games in the first three weeks of the season or, you know, roughly the first. It's, I think it's four weeks, but still they only play three games in those weeks. So that's cool. Uh, then they go on the road after DC United for three straight games at Toronto FC, which is going to be in Florida, at New England, and then at New York City. Then they come back end of May, and they get Toronto at home. That'll be a big game. Toronto should be vastly improved this year. 
And then the final game at Historic Crew Stadium is Saturday, June 19th against the Chicago Fire. So, number one, poo. Chicago's going to suck this year again, I think. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but that means the last game you get to see at that stadium with the you know first team, because they'll play other games there, but the crew's last home game will be against Chicago, which I think is pretty good. That's a that's a traditional rival for the team, long t- long time rival of the team. Yeah. So love that. I think that's pretty awesome. Now, the home opener for the new stadium, we know it, Saturday, July 3rd against okay. the New England Revolution, be on ESPN, it's a 5 o'clock game. My plans for that, because I will be fully vaccinated by then, I think they're going to have this thing opened up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I plan on getting to wherever they have bars open. If the bars are open in the stadium, if they're open outside of it, wherever, I plan on getting parked down there by about 10 a.m. or earlier and just doing it. Like I hope that we get shades of save the crew uh, season opener <laughs> a tailgate bone that we were out at. That a was a years. different level of bone, my friend. <laughs> I hope your friend brings her a uh, log and her nails and her hammer, yeah. and we can uh, sure. and then I can make very bad Penn State jokes to your friend who went to Penn State. I think. Yeah, poor Laura, man. She's uh she still talks about that. Yeah, played stump out there in the parking lot, and uh, luckily nobody's digit got ripped off. No, because we were all very drunk. But. I had to. Hey, I tell you what, I had to set up for our guy, Chris Doran on the, Oh uh, yeah. Broadcast. I forgot that about that. Fir- you did. That was the first time I met, I met, uh, I met Chris and it was amazing. <laughs> He's like texting me. He was like, yeah, come in here. You know, we're good. And Steve Cirque was actually in there too. Yeah. And I walked in there and I'm like, boys, I'm sorry. I'm kind of trashed. Like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm going to help you set this up, but I'm not really sure that I'm going to be in working capacity here. Yeah. That I remember when we were at that tailgate and you brought that up and I'm like, Oh, holy. Well, Holy shit is literally what I said. I didn't know you had to do that. And so I was like, man, I can't believe that this is that you're going to go in there after we've been doing all this. So luckily they had a nice little, uh, you know, Comrex access that you use at your home yes. phone. And uh, it's pretty it's a pretty easy little system there. So two clicks on the old touchpad and we were off and running. So that's actually we were, we were that's right. one of the selling points of the Comrex system is can a drunk radio host yeah. set this up in a pinch? And the answer is yes. The they actually yes. gave me the one that I'm working from home where I don't even have to set it up. I just turn it on and they have to connect to me. They don't it's even beautiful. trust me that much. That's beautiful. Well, because they know you're at home. So bored in the house, in the house board, you're going to be drunk. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, by the way, I kind of shot over something here that we probably should talk about. So Saturday, July 3rd is the home opener at the new crew stadium with New England. Now that is the same team that opened up uh historic crew stadium when it opened back in 1999 so kind of a cool symmetry there however the week before they do have a road game that road game is in texas it is in austin texas so sunday june 27th that's a big date that's an 8 p.m game that is the austin fc first matchup i don't know about you beamer i think it's kind of crap that austin gets to host the first one of these given that they're the ones who started all this mess. Precourt started all this mess. And then he gets the first time they play this, he gets it at his stadium. I think that's I think that's kind of terrible, quite honestly. I don't like you it. You know what? I I uh I understand that and I I get where you're coming from. 
Uh, I think with everything that we know about Austin and how bad they're going to be, I think it's going to be amazing. The fact that you get to go down there, they get to host that first game. They're going to have the juices flowing for it too. I mean, right. I mean, you know, with everything that crew fans went through to save their team and pre-court, you know, causing him the biggest headache in the world. And eventually, you know, him having to sell the team and move it. I think one, I mean, it's amazing win for the city. We all know that the story is just unbelievable. Uh, but I think going down their bone and beating them in their place before we open open our new stadium and then you know because they're not scheduled to come here right correct they're not there there's no turnaround game no for the crew to host them so i think so we'll be you know hopefully i don't know if it's going to be at 100 capacity by the time that that happens i have i have no idea i can't predict the future here what's going to happen in a few months but when you get that game next year in 2022 that'll be the turnaround leg here in columbus and it's going to be fully 100 and hopefully by that point we're to like the no mask territory and it's just going to be rocking like, give me all that you got, like literally injected into my veins. Like they're going to be stepping into just a hornet's nest when they yeah. walk in here. I, uh, I'm actually against my better judgment. I'm on the Austin FC website, which is the little Ooh. ding you heard. Cause there's a little stupid thing that pops up on their website. Cause they're dumb. It's the sound um, of, uh, of Verde salsa. That's what it is. And queso. <laughs> should I, should I attempt to buy tickets to that game or screw that? Should I go down as a member of the media? Now, <laughs> I will have to develop an alias because there is no way Andy Lochnane or anybody associated with that when they J. actually D. Smith with if, if well, right. I go. I have the J.D. Smith thing. I can't put like T-bone on there because that will surely get me banned. Like there's no ch there's no chance Andy Lochnane, if he sees it, would let me in there. Anthony Precourt, obviously, I don't even know if he knows who I am, but if he like goes and figures it out and sees any of my tweets, he will not let me in. But I got to like, I almost kind of want to go. I kind of want to go down there. Just, I'm not going to be a dickhead. I'm not going to go like get in their face. I think you should. I kind of want to <laughs> see it. I kind of want to like see what this all is because I heard so much from a lot of their supporters over that entire time. I'd like to see now, what do they have? Like what almost for my own curiosity, but I also kind of want to be there to watch whatever. 12, 15,000 of them, however, are going to be there, trickle out of that stadium sad and going home after like a three nothing loss. You just hear you, you hear JD Smith up in the press box. Is this a fire drill? Is this a fire drill? <laughs> oh, yeah. Drill? I mean, Here, let me tell you amazing. something right now. The, the, <laughs> like all the etiquette that you and I know about press boxes is out the uh, fucking window if I do uh, this. Okay. Oh, Yes. Sorry, the podcast's a little blue today. We're talking Austin uh, FC. I don't cares? care. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, honestly, I might have to figure out if there's a way that I can get down there and just be in the press box. And then my goal will be eventually to get kicked out. That would like, I'll wait. <laughs> but if they're up like two nothing in the 80th minute, I will just break out. I'll have a scarf. Maybe I'll stuff a scarf in my pants. I don't know. But I will whip that out. Well, I will pull the scarf out and I will start mm. chanting. And then they will kick me out and then I will never go back there. And why would I want to? I So we went down to Austin for a bachelor party a couple of years ago. And I mean, one, it's a it's a it's oh, a don't get me cool. wrong. Austin, the city, I think, is awesome. I have no yeah. problem with like the <laughs> idea of going to Austin separately from going to a game. But reminder, <laughs> we're not going to Austin for this game. We're going to wherever the hell they actually put the stadium, which is not in Austin. 
we went and I don't know, man, it was bachelor party. So like I said, I mean, I was, you know, three sheets to the wind at that point. It was pretty, you know, feeling uh, nice and lubed up. Yeah. Uh, as my co-host likes to say on morning juice. Mm. And uh, and so I was just talking to this random guy, right? As you do, you just talk to random people when we were in the world prior to COVID, you know, having a conversation. And the guy's like, yeah, man, you know, born and raised in Austin. It's great here. And we're even getting an MLS team, you know, like the owner for the crew. And I literally looked at this guy. And I just laughed and like, he's like, he's like, well, what did I say? And like my, my buddies at the time is like, he's from Columbus, idiot. Like he is a big crew fan. And I literally just like left and I'm like, nope, done with it. And this is, this is why like the entire save the crew thing was going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done talking to you. See you later. You know? So- oh no, I, I, I understand this too. I will say this to the, to the, any Austin FC people who may come across this website or this, this podcast at some point and hear this episode. It's not necessarily against you as a rank and file Austin FC fan. No. Right? You live in the city. You hear you're getting a soccer team. You should be excited. You're going to be excited about it. I understand. The people I'm specifically referencing are the 20 or 30, whoever it was, people who were like cheering on the crew being stolen from this city and then saying all these horrible things about crew fans as we were going through, for some of us, one of the like, you know, more traumatic sports experiences of our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So those people I don't have a lot of, you know, love for, but the rest, like the general amount of people who are going to be at this thing are going to be excited. Like they don't know, or they weren't, they weren't paying that much attention to it, or they, they may not even have truly honestly understood just how important this was to this city. Just like, I don't really understand how important some things are in Austin right now. I don't know. So I get it. You don't know our city. We don't know yours as well. That's fine. I look forward to this being a, I don't know, rivalry. I don't really see that being it as much as I just see crew fans always wanting to beat that team. Whether that makes it a rivalry or not is a different thing because whether that team will be any good anytime soon is a whole nother question. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy Sebastian Berhalter. He may be one of your best players, and he's a guy that will could not get on the field for this team right now because that's how stacked the crew are. But anyway, Austin, maybe I'll see you. I would I honestly, Beamer, if the timing was right, I would go down to Coda to go check out a race at Circuit of the Americas. I've always mm. wanted to go to that place ever since they opened it. Formula One goes there. NASCAR is going there this year. I'm excited about that. So I would ease. I would. Austin's got good food, good breweries. I probably would enjoy the hell out of Austin. I was I've watched Austin City Limits for like decades. I've enjoyed right. that show. <laughs> I really like everything that Austin seems to bring to the table, except for this like one idiot owner that that brought a soccer team there. That's the only thing I really don't like about your city. That's it. Um, when is Circuit of the Americas? Is that usually like October? I don't so know when they're. I don't know what the Formula One schedule is like this year. I I need to go check that out. That actually they get starts going up this, this weekend, weekend, right? Yes, I'm very excited. They're in Bahrain this weekend. So I love fun. Bahrain. God, yeah. that's a sweet track. <laughs> yeah, it is. See, look at you. Do you watch Drive to Survive? Oh, you, of course I do. Beautiful. I watched the first three episodes uh, a couple of days ago. Of the new season. Boy, tell you what, man, it's the best show. Like, I love Hard Knocks, too, when that comes on every year. Like, I re, you know, invest in HBO just for that to come on there. And, like, you know, all the stuff that, like, you know, Sunderland Till I Die. Like, any, like, behind-the-scenes looks that you can get of, like, sports organizations. Like, I just kind of geek out about it. The F1 Drive to Survive show is the best, best sports show of all time. They're, like, doing, hands it. they're down, doing it. They're doing it excellently. It, it is unbelievable. I mean, you just get an unfettered, like, deep dive look into everything you want. The entire sport, nobody is off limits. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is amazing, man. I mean, here you have Lewis Hamilton, who's one of the biggest stars in 
you know, sports across the entire globe. And like, you just get his thoughts on everything that is happening and like looks into, you know, owners and their cars and their makeup and like cheating scandals and everything. And like, I mean, it is honestly, I didn't even know a whole lot about F1 until this series came on. And now I would consider myself like a mega fan of the sport just because of that show. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, I think every sport could, could really benefit from something like that, but yeah, if I'm if I'm Dong Arbor sitting there at MLS headquarters, yes. I'm angling for like how. But you know how they'll screw that up? They'll screw it up by going, "Yes, let's focus on our you know most important teams." Yeah, FC Cincinnati and Austin, and it's or my intra Miami, and it's like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to like I like I'm just saying he would screw it up by not wanting to actually talk about like the best teams. You know what I mean? It would be about like, well, here's let's let's talk about this team in this new city whatever anyway that's beside the point but yes i good to know we can talk a little racing here on the soccer podcast mm-hmm. all right lando norris my guy yeah there you go that's a good reference good driver for sure good on social media too he's quite the quite the fun follow all right so i will say pretty much you know june through august is heaven for crew fans looking at this schedule mm-hmm. can i run through this real quick yeah go ahead. um so you get the international break for euros and you know like they're just you know the olympics and all that stuff is going on late may early june so there there's like a long break there okay june 19th like i said that's the first game back after like literally they're off memorial day till june 19th june 19th is that final game at crew stadium then you're on the road at philadelphia that's a that's a you know tough team right uh austin fc like i said june 27th then you open the new stadium, July 3rd. Then July 7th, it's hell is real at their new stadium, FC Cincinnati opening a new stadium as well. So you'll be there on July 7th. That is a Wednesday game, which the crew play eight of those for some reason. I don't know why, but whatever. Uh, then you've get New York City FC, good team. Nashville, playoff team from last year. Atlanta, July 24th. You beat them in the playoffs. I know that. Yeah, and Atlanta, by the way, is going to be... A, yeah, you beat Nashville in the playoffs. Atlanta should be back to being themselves this year. They get Joseph Martinez back after he was out all of last season. He's a stud, so that's going to be a tough game. Uh, New York City FC again on July 30th. Then August 4th, DC United at the new Crew Stadium. August 7th, Atlanta United at the new Crew Stadium. Uh, then you've got Chicago on the road, and then New York on the road, Back home for Seattle with the rematch from last year from MLS Cup, you know, at New New Crew Stadium. And then Hell is Real, August 27th at New Crew Stadium. So, like, mm-hmm. June through August is stacked with good games, good rivals, uh, teams you just like to beat, like Chicago, who sucks this year probably, but still you're going to hopefully take a bunch of points off of them. Like, it's just – that's I think this is the summer we start, at least as crew fans, we start to get back to normal. Where, summer of fun. Yeah. It's after, you know, a year of hell. Now we're back. And then we cap off the summer with hell is real at home on uh, August 21st or uh, August 27th, which, by the way, is a Friday. Oh, God. Guess who's not working that Friday? <laughs> like, guess guess who's-, who's working that Friday and then going down to the parking right. lot at well, you That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can do that now. The morning show. It's perfect for you. I got to take that day off. All right. Uh, wrapping up the schedule here just to look at kind of how it ends. I was looking at the like the last few games they play. Um, let's just go through October, okay? Because that's you know final month of the schedule, yeah. and you're going to be making a playoff push. Hopefully, one of the top teams in the league. You play Montreal, should be terrible. Play the Union at Philadelphia. That's always a tough game. 
But then Inter-Miami should be terrible this year. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know they brought in some high-profile players. That, I don't think David Beckham understands what MLS is. I think he still thinks it's MLS from 2007 because he's signing guys who are like past their prime and over the hill, and I don't think that's a good mix. Nashville on the road, tough game, October 20th. That might be a fun one to travel to. Uh, Red Bulls at home, I don't think they're going to be that good. Orlando City should be a tough out October 27th. That's at home, though. That's good. D.C. United, I think, is going to be bad. They're at D.C. United. And then the last game of the year is Chicago at home, which should be bad. So (laughs) you have coming into the stretch here, like into the playoffs, if they are, you know, a little worn down from just a a bunch of games because they've got Champions League, they've got Open Cup, hopefully making a big run there. They've got the Campiones Cup where they play the champions of Mexico in Crew Stadium, in the new Crew Stadium. That's also going to be epic. They're going to be a little worn down at the end of the season, so I think that schedule lines up pretty well for them. It's not overly difficult. They're playing like a couple decent playoff teams and then a lot of teams that should be kind of easy outs, and you get a lot of those at home, so that's not too bad. Well, I think the thing that, you know, you touched on, you know, right, going going towards the end of the season to make the playoff push. And as you mentioned, you know, it was I think it was on last week's show when we were really going over like just the depth of this team and the signings that these, uh, you know, executives for the crew have made on uh, Presbez and, uh, you know, Porter getting on the same system and talking the same language. Uh, it's just, you know, I think this is where the depth is going to come in with this team, right? Obviously, everybody's excited to get that the season open, uh, especially in new crew stadium when that bad boy gets opened uh, on July 3rd. But I'll tell you what, man, the depth of this team bone is going to be the strength because as you mentioned there, the last couple of weeks heading towards the playoff push and getting yourself ready and getting yourself a nice foothold as you get into the postseason, then that's going to be critical that you have the depth of this team. And I think where it's at and you look at the end of the schedule, that's what makes this team so dangerous because you can plug and play so many different guys into the system that Porter has created here. Uh, and just with the depth of of really the entire organization, that's what makes them so strong. You know, it's great. Their starting 11 is going to be remarkable. But when you look at the guys who are on the bench and the guys who are going to be filling in some big time minutes, you know, maybe given, I don't know, Zellariano a break in the midweek game or, you know, Darlington Nagby or whoever, you know, it doesn't matter if you're able to plug and play those guys and able to give the, give their legs a break before you really get into playoff time. It's a huge advantage for, for Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So that's where we're going to see some of the players that the crew have made some signings for. These are, you know, there's a lot of depth on this team. We'll we'll get into that. I think this year, Beamer, I've decided, I don't know how you feel about it. I know you're probably going to be heartbroken about this, but I don't know that we need to do a full Western Conference and Damn Eastern it. Conference MLS preview. I was preview. looking forward to that so much this year. <laughs> <laughs> but what we will do for sure as we get closer to the season is we will do a full breakdown of like the crew and the depth on the team and, and you know, where we see some strengths, some weaknesses we may see, some opponents we're concerned about. We'll, we'll do one of those before the season starts for sure. So we'll have that coming up for you as we get, you know, next few weeks, get closer to the season. But yeah, man, the depth on this team is good. They, we now know when the new stadium's open. Isn't it nice to make plans again? Yes. <laughs> it's nice to just be able to like, oh, all right. Hey, what so do you got going on in three weeks? I, I'll be at home. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing this. Okay, I'm doing that. Okay, great. Yeah, man. So uh, the last thing we'll leave you with, because I think this is pretty much I think we've covered as much as we can on the schedule. We're excited about it. I wish they had more national television games. I wish Austin has more national television games than the crew. Why? Of course, of course, they eight. They have eight nationally televised games. The crew have seven. Why is that? That's stupid. But other than that, 
I'm excited about the season getting started. I'm excited that we get to finally get back to see some games at Crew Stadium. I hope some people are going to be out there uh, for the Champions League game. I know that I think all the tickets sold for that or are pretty mm-hmm. close to anyway that they've made available. Maybe some more will come available soon. But yeah, man, between Champions League, seeing the defend whoever's the defending champions from Mexico coming up here and I think September it's gonna be a wild year in Columbus for soccer and I cannot wait to see the stadium open it's gonna be so much fun it is gonna be cool and uh you know just to uh, give me an update on my neighbor right big crew fan yeah yeah god love him uh so they had actually had a vacation planned bone and you're gonna love this and so a diehard crew fan just absolute diehard and uh it's amazing so they had a vacation plan what's the last game that's being played in cruise stadium do you still have yeah it's, historic it's cruise stadium june uh june 18th 19th something like that yeah i just i think i just clicked off of it okay but. and that's against new england right yes, that's yes. what you said uh and so he even said he was like the, the schedule came out and we had a vacation planned but we just had to redo our vacations because there's no chance in hell i'm missing the last game in historic cruise stadium <laughs> so like they literally like rescheduled their entire vacation around going to the last game at the old stadium and I looked at him last night when we were talking about him like you know what you deserve a round of applause because that is amazing so a whole lot of excitement to be had man yeah man it's uh, you know I know the real game like that's coming up here soon right I mean yeah, that's, that's here the, in a couple of weeks it's the it's the Thursday before the home opener so the crew play Thursday against Real Esteli at home and then they will play at crew stadium historic crew stadium again uh, to open up the season. So yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, but we're getting there, man. We're getting there, getting the shots in. I'm ready to go. And I cannot wait to have at least one. We have to have one more. If tailgating is permitted, which we don't know how much of that will be, they're still sorting all that out, but we have to find one way to have at least one big time tailgate beforehand, you know, but I'll tell you this, once I'm fully vaccinated and you know, I'm sure, you know, we're all getting to that point. Mm -hmm. Neighbor, Eric, you, me, and neighbor Eric, we're getting together, we're partying, we're watching an away game. We'll do it. Of course. It. We'll do it. We'll actually get I'd that love, down. I'd love nothing more than that. All right. I'll we bring... can just spit in each other's mouths, you know, the entire time. <laughs> it's the official greeting of the new Crew Stadium. It's like, hey, welcome to Crew Stadium. Exactly. <laughs> and you, just you know how they used to shake mouth. people's forearms, checks, check for knives, you know, and everything like back in the day? New 2021, when everybody is vaxxed, you just spit yeah. into each other's They're mouths. They're like, hi, you can only come into this stadium if you'll let me lick your face. It's like, oh, God, no, I haven't, I haven't had the vaccine. They're like, well, I guess you can't come in. But if you're like, yep, lick away, you're like, well, we know he's vaccinated or stupid. Either way, let him in. Mostly stupid. Half vaxxed. We're good. <laughs> all right well thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast next week may be more on the rails but uh well i don't really care if it is uh, this was cares? fun Screw all right it. thanks for listening we'll see you next week enjoy all the uh international soccer this week and until then thanks for listening to bonabine united